Welcome, Welcome to, to Arcade, Arcade Attack. Attack. Player, Player one, one, please press start. Gentlemen, start your engines. Player two has now entered the game. Player three, choose your weapon. Hello and welcome to another Arcade Attack podcast. My name's Keith and as ever, Dylan and Adrian will be joining me this week for um, a mixture of things. First up, Adrian is going to be taking a very fond look back at a certain mascot from the 16-bit era, a rival to Sonic and Mario, apparently. That's uh, kind of up for debate, but he certainly loves him. And uh, that is Zool, of course, the ninja from the nth dimension. After that, I am going to be going through some of my latest uh, Sega Saturn pickups and just kind of looking at some Japanese games I've got, a nice little peripheral that I picked up, and also just kind of a general chat um, about some Saturn stuff. And then Dylan is going to be talking about, well, a game licensed from one of everybody's favourite films, I think. And it's going to be uh, the Master System version of Ghostbusters, um, which has got some very kind of uh, strong memories for Dylan, as I believe it is one of the first games he ever got for his Master System. Um, so I think there's a story to be told there. Yeah, lots to look forward to this week. It's uh, kind of a bumper edition. So sit back, relax and enjoy. <laughs> Questions for you guys. I like questions. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I love lamp. Who is cooler than Mario and smarter than Sonic? Um, me. <laughs> Tails. <laughs> Link. Luigi. Now, that's the question that was asked at the back of a, uh, a box, a game box. Oh. A, a classic platforming game asked that question. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim is cooler than Earthworm Jim? Sonic and Mario. No, no, cooler than Mario, smarter than Sonic. It's probably. Oh, he wasn't very smart, was he? <laughs> no. no. And then even Sonic, Tails was always the brains of that outfit. <laughs> well, let me chip in with 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 the answer. If you if you if you flip the box the other way around, you'll be greeted with two big eyes. Oh. Two big ninja eyes. Oh no. Big ninja you, eyes. You might even Shinobi. <laughs> well, you he's might definitely be... smarter than Sonic. <laughs> and cooler than Mario. We've solved it. Shinobi, like, Shinobi. podcast over. Shinobi. That's yeah, it, yes. done. 
Well, no, if you flipped it over, two ninja eyes, you might even mistaken for ant eyes. But actually, we'll come to that later. The answer to that question is officially Zool, the ninja from the oomph, the oomph dimension. Oh, Zool. <laughs> Good old Zool. <laughs> now, wasn't Zool the baddie in Ghostbusters? <laughs> there is no go- There is no Dana. Only, Only Zool. Zool. Only Zool. But that's a different Zool. We are talking... Uh, well, look, here, here, here we go. This is taken from the back of a novel written about Zool. I think from the- <laughs> what? A what? There was a... There was two novels. <laughs> oh was, my god! There was two novels about Zool, and this one's called Zool Rules. There you go. So, meet <laughs> oh Zool. Oh my god, Zool is the, such a tryhard. Meet Zool, the, the alien from the oomph, oomph. It's oomph, isn't oomph. it? The nth, 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 nth dimension. Dimension. Two things Zool is not. Number one, boring. Number two, an ant. Oh, he's not an ant. Oh, does he get upset? This is a vile lie put about by his arch enemy, Mental Block. Ants oh. are small, hard-working insects with lots of legs. Zool is an alien from outer space with breathtaking powers. Also, ants do not have their names written on the side of their shoes, and Zool does. So there. That is. <laughs> that, I think that answers doesn't answer the question. Who's smarter and cooler? Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, guys, I've got a confession. Sonic right? didn't have to write his name on his shoes. We, we we know we know that if you had a Mega Drive and you wanted a platformer, you got Sonic, right? Yeah. That was the platformer. Yeah. If you had a Mega Drive, if you had a, a SNES, sorry, or, or even a NES, mm-hmm. you would go for the Mario's. Yeah, of course. When I was growing up, I had neither of those consoles <laughs> until a bit later on. Okay. Yeah, when so I was a young whippersnapper, probably about sort of nine, sort of ten. Yeah. Um, I I I, I had an Amiga. Really? You've never mentioned that. <laughs> you never mentioned this. <laughs> you never mentioned your Amiga. Before. What's going on? Now. The Amiga, I thought, was was the best. I thought it's better than Mega Drive, better than SNES. And I thought it's got better football games, it's got better strategy games. And when people say, oh, it hasn't got a better platform game, has it, though? I'm like, mm. I sort of grumbled a few things. You know, bit dangerous kind of thing. <laughs> but then, but then, there was a big hype, wasn't there? A huge hype about this big game. There was. The Amiga. There was. Gremlin did really well Gremlin. with the hype. Yeah, the hype trains. <laughs> God, they um, could hype a flipping like doorstop. This no, guys, this was huge. It was it was the packing game for the Amiga A twelve hundred. This so it was, it was one of the yeah, it was, it was one of the A twelve hundred packages. It, it was it, it was a ridic- ridiculously high scores in in the magazines. I'm talking mm-hmm. high nineties. This 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 game was going to be the Amiga's answer to the platform they were for everyone was crying out for. Mm-hmm. It really was, and I was swept in. I was top, completely swept in by Ooh. this, and I I played at my uncle's house. I got a copy of it, took it home, and I thought this is the game. This is the game, and I was brainwashed in a way. I, you know, we'll come back to that later. But at the time, I thought this game is better than Mario. It's better than Sonic. I think it's the best. Listeners can't see my stony face. <laughs> no, you, you won't believe this, guys. But I, as a kid, I never owned a Sonic T-shirt, never owned a Mario T-shirt. I know it keeps wearing one right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. But believe that it's true. I used to own a Zool T-shirt. I didn't wow. know there was such a thing. This was the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just to really show and prove something, I, uh, when I was growing up, I, I love gaming. Oh, I wow. also like drawing. Oh, we've got some Zool artwork. Well. When I was growing up, I always used to do little comics and drawings. I still he got did, here he actually did. stupid little diagrams. Origin Heart. Origin Heart. Yeah, yeah. I might have to try and dig some of that. But one, you, you'll see. Is there any Sonics or, or, or Mario? I see. I see no, no hedgehogs. You see the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, truthfully. But look, oh, there is all. 
I, I spent a lot of time in my youth. There is no Sonic. Drawing Zool. Zool. Oh, Look at that. Wow. I might even That's scan good. some of these in. Shall I put them on Twitter or something one day? Yeah, yeah do yeah, it. Look at that. Zool reaching. Zool reaching for Pretty stuff. reaching for a good, you know, can I get to a good game? Can I get to a good game? I still like Zool. Here we go. Look at that. Looking moody. Wow, moody Zool. I don't know, exactly. love Zool. And my, look at that. Dizzy. Dizzy Zool. Dizzy. Probably I like my favourite. If you could put Zool and another game together, what would be the ideal combination? If you could sort of mix two, yeah, two games. Monkey Island. Zool and Monkey Island. James Pond. Zool and James Pond. What's another famous gremlin game? Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> put you on the spot. Oh, yes, put us on the spot. Oh, Retro gaming. Like I was saying, on the Amiga, I thought they had the best racing games as well. No time for Road Rash when I had this game on the Amiga. Uh, gremlin racing game. Huh. Oh, my God. Are you ready for this? Go on. Lotus, Zool, oh, and Lotus. Lotus. So I've drawn a picture here with of, of what I thought was the Lotus. best platformer and the best car game at the time, racing oh, wow. game. Wow, you know the show of life, mate. I did. Wow. <laughs> God, you have to put that on Twitter. I, yeah, yeah, I will. That is passion. I don't want any negative really comments. There's Zool. a lot of pictures, man. I, it's like Jack and his French girls. <laughs> I did Adrian like, and Zool. I did like one bad drawing of Sonic when I was a kid. See? Mate, See? I'm still doing bad drawings of Sonic <laughs> for my little boy. I think you can tell, guys, I was a pretty big fan. I was a huge fan, actually. Wow. Oh, the game, it just... Oh, bright, it was colourful. I thought this character, Zool, was the coolest guy ever, you know? <laughs> Still can't see my stony face. Man, it's a shame people can't see your face. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was developed and published by Gremlin. Gremlin Graphics, if you want to be exact. Yeah. Um, and it was Amiga's answer to Sonic and Mario. Huge, huge hype. Um, massive reviews. What I liked about it is, I thought it had the speed of Sonic, but it had the sort of jumping ability of Mario as well. It kind of combined both games. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was really, really good. Um, it was a difficult game, though. Did you play it on the Amiga? Uh, I've played the played 16 the bit draw. versions. I think I have played the Amiga version. Well, the Amiga version. I played the Master System version. Nah, I played no, all no. of them. I didn't know there was a Master System. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's well, a actually, version. yeah, it was released on a lot of lot of consoles. I played was, it on the Mega Drive. Yeah, it was released on the SNES, Mega Drive, Game Boy, the Game Gear, Master System, Atari ST, and the CD32. Yikes. Alongside the good old Amiga, of course. Now, I think the Amiga version, oh, I can't really speak of the CD32. But, but the, the CD32 version would have just been like a A1200 AGA version I think it was it was slightly better sound and yeah probably actually. better music yeah that's what yeah. I think but the Amiga version was crisp I think it looked really good but it's really hard it was difficult man it was a tough game it's what like, was it that made it hard stupidly difficult it, at the beginning it was if you ran forward you would go at ridiculous speed but with Sonic if you, even if you go really fast you can sort of jump and you can kind of it's hard to explain, isn't it? Sonic, the speed works. The main issue I have with Zool is that he's faster than the camera. Which means <laughs> yes. that, like, he's so fast, but you spend most of the time trying to break him. Mm. Like, trying to actually, like, stop him, like, hurtling off the screen. Because, because it, because the camera doesn't keep up with him. Yeah. You can't see what's coming. True. And you're always, like, you have to keep shooting into things. Yeah. And shoot. Like, you're constantly shooting the thing. And I don't know, it just doesn't really... Well, I always, the problem I had was that he felt too slippery yeah. as well. So as well as being yeah. super fast, got like trying to do a precise thing. jump. Oh my God. He, jump, he goes too fast and he lands on a platform, he slides off the edge. Yeah. And he's, but oh. in a way, I think the sliding element was pretty cool. You could slide and shoot. So when you was, I quite like it, yeah. That's was pretty cool, But it? when you're trying to when do precise platforming as well, that's where it kind of... Uh, it's a bit what, of a trade-off. I'll tell you a little thing that Zool can do that Marion Smith can't do. 
he can jump onto walls, hold onto the walls, yeah. and mm. he can kind of jump back up the one sort of, uh, sort yeah, of turn because back there are sometimes itself. there are like really awkward spikes that are like mm. right on the oh thing. he can kind of jump away from it and then exactly yeah. Yeah. he defies gravity he does, does Sonic it. defy gravity well I didn't really defy gravity much I kept them going into the flipping spikes <laughs> well you didn't play Zool like there was no tomorrow I put so many <laughs> hours into this game and actually it's one of those games that I don't know why I loved it so much really looking back but I just did and I, 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 I've completed it. I actually completed on the Amiga, which I think... Well, that deserves a medal or something. I think it does, because I was so kind of... Oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, yeah, this is the best. There was a lot of collecting, wasn't there? A lot you of collecting. collect a lot of stuff. So the mm. first level, even the other levels, you, you collect lots of sweets, mm. lots of power-ups. So you can One power-up is you can make almost double Zool, like a shadow of yourself, and you can like shoot twice. Um, and actually... One of the, it, it, I think it's the first ever Amiga game that was was had heavy product placement. Oh my god! Whenever I think Chopper of all, all I think of is Chupa Chups. Yeah, Chupa Chups. Massive Chupa the logo like that big it on was. the screen. I tell you, man, obesity childhood groups now would be <laughs> living as all. They it would be. They, they might even ban. That. What's worse, Super Frog with its Lucasade? Or uh, Zool and the Don't Chupa forget Chupa James Pond and the Penguins. True. Oh yeah. Pick yeah. up a penguin. Well. Here's a little fact, actually. I, I love this fact. Chupa Chups, or Chupa Chups, how do you want to pronounce Chupa Chups. it? Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. Spanish, a Spanish yeah, uh, logo. Spanish company, yeah. Who designed their logo? This is a great little fact. I don't know who designed um, Salvador Dali. Boom, correct. Hey! That is correct, that is great. So, Salvador Dali oh, yes. well is in, Salvador Dali's artwork is in Zool. That's pretty Only impressive. because of the Chupa Chups logo. Know. What a guess. Yeah. What a guess. That is a great little fact, isn't it? That is... You know, wow, you nailed it, son. You know what? It's quite a big game as well. There's seven There's seven lands, or kind of seven There's quite a lot of worlds. And, like and each world's got a few world. stages. Yeah. It's got its bosses. There's, there's, it, the first level's kind of sweet world, candy world, which I quite liked. A lot of people complain it's too in your face, a bit too garish. It's crazy garish. It's, car- it's crazy garish. But it sticks in the mind. It's the one that, when you when someone mentions all, it's what you, like, oh, <laughs> you <yeah>. do. <laughs> It's memorable. It's memorable, if nothing else. You know? other, other lands are called Music World. And I remember the music. You, you can actually jump on the keyboard. Yeah. Okay? And there's a little mini... Keyboard, if yeah. you play the right the right tune on the keyboard, you know, you know that, is it Tom Hanks Big? When you, when you play yeah, when he dances on the a keyboard. A little bit like that. A little bit like Tom Hanks. If you play the right <laughs> tune, something good will happen. You, get, you unlock mini games. And I think there's also another level. I think it's um, Tool World, or it might be Arcade World. Oh, no, it's Funfair World, actually, sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's a little... There's actually an arcade version of Zool. You can, no, actually, you can actually play Zool as Zool, jumping on the arcade machines and stuff. That's oh, cool, isn't that? That's, that's great. Is there another bit where like there's Games Master spelled out in oh, the Swedes? There is. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of secret levels in Zool. And actually, that I played it again uh, just earlier today on the Mega Drive, and I found it hard to find. These. The Mega Drive version is apparently very, very different. The level layout is very different mm. than the Amiga. The Amiga, I think, had a lot more sort of hidden levels, hidden mm. kind of areas. I think because it could, can, it could contain more into the disc. Probably memory, it? yeah. Yeah. Memory, memory. That that's another thing I have to go into about the Amiga, <laughs> because, like you say, that okay, the Amiga you'd think would have more memory, and then you know, okay, Zool's a bigger, better game. On yeah. The Amiga. Yeah. Lion King. I remember being really peeved with this. Lion King on the Amiga actually missed out a couple of levels. I heard about Mega this. Drive, yeah. Really? Because of memory restrictions that doesn't make sense right? this, this makes no sense no. <laughs> like I, I'm scratching my head still to this day I'm going to re- gonna research it and I'll tell our listeners about it yeah well like I was saying guys Zool it was big, a big deal for me a big deal for me and it, it, it it's got a sequel mm-hmm. Zool 2 and I, I own that on the Atari Jaguar which, which ain't, ain't too bad actually as platformers go for the Jaguar it's probably one of the best 
Yeah, it's, it's not an esteemed company. It's basically that or Bubsy, really, isn't it? Really, if oh. I'm being honest. <laughs> is it yeah. more of the same? Zoltu? Yeah, Zoltu, you can you can you can play as your sort of girlfriend. I think Zook, top of my head. Zook. She's got different abilities. Literally the next letter in the alphabet. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Zook and yeah, Zool. the graphics on Zoltu are slightly enhanced, but very similar gameplay. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I definitely had. Zool tinted glasses back then. As a Zool kid. tinted oh my God, yes. glasses. It sounds I, like it. I man. did. And when I re, it's actually when I when I re got all my old Mega Drives and you know, SNES back from my my mum and dad recently. The first game I wanted to get because I didn't have the Amiga unfortunately was Zool and I thought oh it's mm. been so many memories. So I got the Mega Drive, I put it in. I was like oh there was a bit <laughs> of a oh it's happened to me a few times with uh, the retro collecting. You have that It's the worst thing, it. isn't and, it? And that's, you know, it's, it's one of those you things. know, I wouldn't draw about 10, 12 kids. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. And that was quite, quite that was sad serious, serious devotion. But, but looking, when I've done a bit more research, the Mega Drive version isn't the best. Actually, it's probably the best console version, apparently. The SNES version is w- worse. Oh, is it? The SNES version is very buggy, apparently. Oh. And I, I haven't mm. played the Master System, but I don't. Oh, no, don't play the Master System. Just don't play it. So it's, I still do have those good memories as all. It was a weird, weird bit of my life. <laughs> I never actually read. It was a read weird the t- time. Wait, in my I life. told you the first novel, Zool Rules. Zool what do you reckon the first novel's called? I don't want to know. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like Zool. Pool. Cool pool. Cool Zool. Zool. Zool rules and cool Zool. God, you could have given me a few more goes. I'm sorry to be so inventive. Another little. Not a spoiler at all, but if you complete the level, I'm talking about the first all here. You, you you meet, I think you meet your girlfriend again, which is different. When you see the picture, the girlfriend is different in Zool too than the one in the end of Zool. So I think he's a bit of a player. Yeah, Playing the field, Play and he's not an ant. He's an alien. And apparently he's representing ants. There you go. Okay. He's <laughs> an alien representing ants. <laughs> apparently, um, the voice for the voiceless. <laughs> well, I think actually this is true Gremlin had to release a press release because a lot of people had reviewed Zool as an alien ant or an ant what did you think that was? That he's not an ant he just represented he had ants. two arms and two legs <laughs> exactly why did people think he was an ant? he's got an ant sort of shape an ant head didn't he? Well, an head well, I guess but as, isn't, also isn't he green underneath the like the ninja costume. Well, let's refer to my diagrams. Yeah, can you see? He's, he's got, got like green arms and legs arm that's place, a weird yeah. looking ant yeah. and he's got alien ears I don't think he's ants even have ears do they? he does and he can anyway, drive a Lotus car, a, apparently. And he can so. drive a Lotus in your world. Yeah. <laughs> Which I suppose is kind of buggish as cars go, but there you go. <laughs> but like, like I was saying, guys, the, the bit was spoiled right at the end of the Amiga version. I don't think he was in the Mega Drive version. Uh, when, he got, when he went to meet his, his girlfriend, he kicked a blue hedgehog out of the way. No. He kicked a blue hedgehog. Now, what? this hedgehog didn't look anything like Sonic, to be honest. Just a bog standard hedgehog painted blue. It's like an alien hedgehog, but he was all kicked out of the way. I wonder what that was cheeky. about. Gremlin a cheeky. That was a bit cheeky, man. wasn't it? But Keith's, Keith's happy Shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, oh, think, I, think, I think Sonic would give Zoom. Nobody put Sonic in, in the corner. Well, look, I, I've, you know, Zoom at the time for me was quite special. I thought, yeah, this is, this is big. This is a big, big game. But it was hyped to be massive. It was hyped. But it just, it, it like, not, I'm not comparing it to Bubsy. Don't. I know it's not as bad as Bubsy. <laughs> but by we were getting to the point where it was like saturation point with all the yeah. uh, mascot platformers. Yeah. We had Sonic, we had Mario, and that was it. We got like just tons and tons, tons, and tons. of knockoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this was supposed to be the big Amiga one. That was the yeah, thing uh, yeah, about yeah. it. You can see why they did it. Mm. I mean, cha-ching. Money. It made, but, it made Gremlin a lot of money. 
And actually, I know it's a bit of an old interview in Arcade Attack, but we had, is it Steve McKevitt? Yeah, Steve McKevitt, who worked on us all too. He gave us a great little interview a few years back now, didn't he? So, it's so funny. Seriously, guys, get to the website. And it, yeah, if you want to know. Stephen McKevitt, oh, check it. Check it out. If you want to know why Zool 3 was never made, it's worth checking out the interview. Oh, because, yeah. because at the time, I thought, oh, Zool, you know, this could, this could be a huge series. <laughs> it spawned two games. <laughs> that was it. Oh, dear. So, would I say play it today? Probably not, really. <laughs> it's, I, and that's quite sad for me to say, there actually. Are, I mean, it's fair to say that there are better 16 bit platformers. There is way better. Even without having to go down the Sonic and Mario route. Yeah. There are others. I think the Sonic and Mario are the gym. pinnacle, aren't they? Let's be honest. They're, they're, they they reached their peak, and I don't know. It's a shame, but. Zool has its place in mm. our memories, but yeah. we'll leave it there. <laughs> With my t shirt, I'll cry, cry myself to sleep, maybe, a little bit. <laughs> <Funny> like, <laughs> <laughs> with my pictures oh dear well there you go guys enjoy So anyone who listened to the arcade memories bit, we did a couple of podcasts ago. We talked about um, Sega Saturn. We talked about Sega Saturn Japanese games. I talked about how I was going to get into that whole import collecting thing. Yes, you did say you were going to do it. I did say I was going to do it. You did. Guess what? You you did do it. I kept my promise. No, I did do it. (laughs) I went out and bought an action replay cartridge. Yes. so really easy to get hold of as well. Yeah. Reasonable price. Um, I got it off Amazon. I think it was twenty five quid. Very so bad. this is this is something that people could have always done back in the day and yeah. played Japanese stuff on their Saturn. Yeah. So you've got so basically oh, it's yes yeah. yeah, the old action replay cartridge. I mean back then you had them for most of the consoles didn't mm. you? Yeah, and the Game it. Genie as well. Yeah, Game Genie. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was basically a cheap cartridge. Mm. Um, and for those of you not so familiar with the Saturn behind the disk drive there's a cartridge slot which yeah, right. <laughs> Dill kind of goes a lot, oh, a lot of people oh, thought that was for the Mega Drive uh, cartridge didn't they fools yeah. fools yeah. Um, <laughs> tried to match a Mega Drive yeah. <laughs> I can imagine there's probably some horribly disfigured Saturns with broken <laughs> Mega Drive cartridges wedged in the back yeah. um, but basically it was for memory expansion cartridges um, and some of the games there was a lot of two awesome 2D games on the Saturn yeah. um, a lot of the 2D fighting games um, the Marvel vs Capcom games mm. uh, some of the SNK games and 
they it was like they're like four megabyte cartridges mm. and they stored like extra frames of animation and some of the music and stuff like that and you had to have that to, in order to yeah. play these games wait for each separate game you get cartridges or just be one off those games none yeah those games came with a cartridge oh, so right, now gotcha. obviously though if you're into collecting Saturn games they can be quite expensive I bet yeah. I so bet you've got the disc <laughs> and the cartridge um that's what it's for and then when I owned a Saturn back in the 90s I, I didn't have any of those I, did, I don't think I even knew what it was for I was just I probably just prodded the, the little flap <laughs> there's funny expansion Ooh, slots on the Sega for? Sega console what's that for yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so basically the action replay it's got built in cheats for I think it's there's a, a list of like 120 games Sweet. but it also bypasses the region lock yes. on the Saturn Oh, man, could do um, one of those like these days from the Dreamcast and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of well known that the Saturn didn't do so well in the West. Mm. It didn't do very well in America. It no. didn't do very well in Europe. But in Japan, it had a really long life. It it mm. was still going in two thousand. Wow. Which is I mean after what a year or so after the Dreamcast was released. Yeah. It was still going strong, um, but obviously over in the West, it was discontinued and. For some reason, because 3D games seem to be the way to go. In 64? I mean, I'm not, this isn't like a proper, this is just me talking about what I've got for my Saturn recently, but at some point I'll do a proper Saturn um, sort of review. But initially it was going to be like this 2D powerhouse going on from the 16 bit consoles. That's what Sega was going to do, and that's kind of what they've half built it to do. Yeah. And then more and more information started to come through about what the PlayStation was going to be capable of. And say, mm, okay, we need to do this. Let's try making some. 3D Let's do games some three D stuff. Um, no, so then, no so which is why you've got this issue that you hear about with the Saturn, with several different processors and yeah. this bit, and it's a nightmare to program for. Um, and it, yeah, it, it it didn't go too smoothly. Um, but basically, they're in Japan. Um, there are tons and tons of really amazing games that we never got to play. Um, they never got released over here. They never got released in America, and so for Saturn collectors, it's like a, it's like a treasure trove, you know, of, of games, yeah, yeah. classic games. Um, and yeah, this is a really easy way to, to play them. Um, I, you know, I did a bit of research online. Some people don't like the cartridges because apparently that cartridge slot, the pins inside it are very sort of finicky and temperamental. Oh, right. So if you keep taking it out, it can damage the It'll slot, and it won't. Yeah. yeah. Um, the easy way around that is to not take it out. Because it's a four, it's it. That's the other thing. It's it's three things. It's a cheat cartridge. Yeah. It bypasses the region encoding, yeah. and it's also a memory expansion cartridge. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so so it's really it you, you leave it exactly. Why it would now, you take it out? Well, it, this it reminds is it. me. Sorry, this is it. it reminds me of the Atari Jaguar in the CD. <laughs> Once you get the CD and you get it working, you never take that bad boy out because it will. Break, okay. Because it's so temperamental. There you and, go. And just like what you're saying, there's a memory card slot with the cartridge at the back where the usual cartridge goes mm. in. That, that oh, was, okay. So it's quite a similar setup in a way I think a lot of consoles did that they'll have those expansion slots that we didn't really know what the hell they were yeah for a lot of times they didn't really make the use of them yeah um, but yeah I'm, this is I'm this pretty sure even the Master System Power Base had one <laughs> why I have not I had it yeah it did have it did didn't it I think there might have been a gizmo that enhanced the sound effects in games that went in the back yes. of it yes yeah because you could get FM sound on the Master System yeah <laughs> Anyway, that's yeah. Hashtag that's pointless. That's another yeah. hole for us to fall down. At another point, but um, yeah. So I thought 
I'll just leave the cartridge in. I'm not. I'm not going to start no. take it in and out and wobble it about. You know. So there <laughs> it is. That's, that's just why it's like it's some, Yeah, it's just the way It's sitting there now on the on the shelf with the action replay in the back. Looks a bit funny because it's white and the console's black, but who cares? But I'm um, pleased to report it works perfectly. Oh, it's painted. And yeah, no, don't paint it. No, I'm not <laughs> going to paint it. But anyway, um, it works really well. Um, so far, and, and I'll mention them in a minute, and I'll show you guys. Yes. I bought five Japanese games. Yes, are they? And they all work perfectly. Woo! In Japanese language, I take it though. Uh, well, we'll get into that. Okay. We'll go through the games okay. in a minute. But yeah, they are, they are Japanese NTSC. J games. Yeah, we, um, like, we like NTSC J. I've heard again that with the cartridge, there's a tiny number of Japanese games that might not work. Right. So far, I haven't found them. And cool. from what I found online, um, it's just such a tiny number, it's not worth worrying about. And for, for the 25 quid it cost, it was either that or get my console modded. Ooh. No, and I'm not, no you know, I'm not going to go Where's down that route. Yeah. yeah. And if I was, I mean, for the cost of getting it modded and the risk of having it taken apart, buy a Japanese sun. Yeah. Well, I've heard, and it might be so, a bit of rubbish, but if you mod a console, it, 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 you've literally halved the life of your console. Really? That's yeah, what I've I, heard that. That's what I heard for oh, the, the PS2 at least, because I, I did actually mod my PS2. I've never modded it. Did well, you? Yeah, it eventually did break, and yeah. What did you What did you have done to it? Uh, I gave it to my brother, and my brother said, if, if, you give him a con- if you give me your PS2, I'll take it away for a month, and I'll come back, and I'll bring it back to you with lots of new games. So I gave him, oh. gave it to him a little bit of money, and he came back all modded, and it worked for about a year, then broke. Oh, no <laughs> idea. But for that year, did you I did discover some amazing games. Actually, that, that's how I discovered We Love Katamari, actually. That was one of my modded games. Oh, there you go. So it wasn't all bad news. Yeah. So I, it's always a gamble modern it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd, I'd steer away from that and go with the action replay. <laughs> So, yeah, it's opened up this brave new world. And I don't, I don't know if you guys remember, when we, the reason we got onto it when we did an arcade movie stuff was because I talked about a particular game that I played in the arcades as a kid. Was that a racing game? Yes. Yeah, it was a racing game, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. What was that? Power, Power Drift! Power Drift! Yu Suzuki, you know, this is... People don't talk about this game and they... Bloody well should. And the only way I was going to get to play it was a Japanese version. And this is, I was fully prepared to buy the action replay cartridge purely to play this game. Power Drift. I've been wanting to play it again since I was a kid. How much did Power Drift say you Oh, there we go. Oh, you laugh. That's not a good sign. My girlfriend might listen to this. I probably shouldn't say. But in the interest of transparency and, you know... Uh, it was nearly 70 quid. Ooh, power drive. Bamba Gascoigne. Bamba Gascoigne. But it is amazing. Again, I, will, I just want to talk about the games I've got briefly, show okay, you guys. They're totally cool. Um, but I'll do a proper review of this in future. Oh, yes, um, it's an amazing sprite scaling racing game. Um, the pictures in the box and that. Don't, is it don't like do the it justice, arcade? But have a look. Is it like the arcade, you remember? It's as close to the arcade as you're going to get. There was a Dreamcast version released on a, like a... It does look like a bit like a chunky street racer, doesn't it? Like you said. I'm sure... Well, this is... Right, that game there, I think Mario Kart owes a lot to it as well. But, I mean, the, the arcade came out in 1988. Okay. And it is like a kart racing game. Really short tracks. Mm-hmm. Um Lots of ups, downs. I mean, it's it's so much fun. Um, it it kind of feels like a roller coaster ride. Um, I would, I'm, I'm desperate to play the arcade game again at some point, um, but I'm really chuffed with that. It did, it was fun enough. It wasn't released on the Saturn until 1998. Oh, wow. It was part of the Sega Ages collection, which mm. they did of like classic arcade games, um, and 
yeah, I'd been after it for. I want. I literally. I, I can't explain it. Like when I saw it running, I was like, I got like a lump in the throat. Oh. It brought. You know, like you get like a really strong memory. Yeah, yeah. And I remember playing it on holiday as a kid, and I'd never. I literally hadn't played it again since I was probably ten years old. Wow. Um, and I was so excited to play it again, and I got it on the side and got it, and it worked. I was like, yeah. And it just, yeah. Is it I mean, as amazing as you remember? It's not arcade perfect. It's so much fun. And there's this really cool mechanic when you steer and you can tell it's an arcade game because the whole thing tilts the whole screen yeah, tilts awesome. nice. and it does it does give you that feel is so. it two player? no it's only one player it, you know it's, it's of those the ilk of those like, like an outrun um, but it, it is just awesome arcade fun so I, I will do a proper review and you guys need to come around and play it oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it Hello. Yeah. while we're looking at these as well how much nicer are these cases than the that's PAL Saturn game? Oh, actually, I've got my PAL copy of Sega Rally here at the moment. Yeah, I know. With the card glued onto the plastic. No, they really messed Japan, up. I much prefer that. It's just a CD case. It's just a CD case. It's it works nice, so much cool better. artwork. Yeah. I mean, it's an excellent nick as well. I mean, yeah. it's like perfect. That is great condition. This came, it, it came with the... the case, um, you just get a new CD case. It's like it even had the little spine thing, you know, oh, yeah. that it has inside the plastic wrapping. Oh, yes. oh wow. So, yeah, it's all, all Do you know what? I think, yeah, the simplicity adds to it. Just nice it and does. simple. And it, it, and it yeah. means now, here, 19 years later, it looks brand new. Yeah. Yeah. In that little case. So, so it's yeah. going to at least retain its value. So Oh, man. Good, yeah. good investment, I'd say. Yeah, you're not going to part me with that. Okay, nope. so the next game I got. Now, this one I could have got a PAL copy of, but it was cheaper to get um, a Japanese version of, and it's a game that I've been meaning to get for my Saturn because I've got it. It's Panzer Dragoon, ah. and it's a bit of a classic. Um, another game with an amazing soundtrack, yeah. um, which I recently picked up the data disc of. Good, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was this was much more reasonable. I think it was fifteen quid. I think that was with postage. Yeah. Well, that's um, a classic. That is a Sega Saturn classic. It is. It? Yeah, I mean the graphics have aged, like a lot of um, 3D Saturn. That's, a, stuff. that's a 3D one, isn't it? I was going to say. Yeah, it's like a 3D yeah. You're Saturn riding. Game. You're riding the dragon. Um, it's it's a rail shooter basically. It's pretty great. Um, it's good fun. It's good fun. Um, does, it, does it matter that it's in Japanese when you play it? Does it? Uh, game like that, there is a bit of a story, yeah. and like, that's what I was going to say. So I didn't mention it on Power Drift because it's an arcade game. I mean, when you load it up, it says now loading in English. Cool. Power Drift, mm. then arcade mode, Grand Prix mode. Well, the options the, yeah. menu is in English, so. Yeah. Apart from a couple Japanese of games, because I've got a PSP and I picked yeah. up a couple of Japanese games when I was out there. Okay, the strategy game, I have no idea what's going yeah. on. <laughs> but the but the action games like Dissidia and stuff, mm. uh, you don't need to. You can kind of work out what's going on. Well, that's it. And the yeah. main menus, I think, because I mean, they English. have to be some of the ones that are worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Have to be the same kind of menu, all in English. Yeah. It's only when you actually get down to the, yeah. the nitty gritty and all the kanji. That's right. Well, it's it kind of up. weird because nearly all of it's in English, and then there's like a, a screen as it loads as you start the race, mm. and the, yeah, there's some kanji at the bottom, and it's yeah. like well, apart from but everything else, all but like even the music select, it's all in English. Yeah, okay. So that that's awesome. Um, yeah, Panzer Dragoon. There's some there's a lot of cutscenes um, to kind of progress the story in between levels, but most of it is silent. If you like, there's the music, but there's no there's no text really. Mm. Um, there's bits and pieces, but it's not too bad. Uh, that was the other thing. The artwork on the Japanese one is much nicer. Oh yeah. On the power one, as it, as we kind of got into those 32-bit days, mm. it's the polygonal oh. like, rendered characters, and oh, it just doesn't look yeah. as nice. Um, but yeah, I was pretty chuffed with this. It came with um, the little uh, leaflet inside advertising like upcoming games. Oh, like Daytona. Oh, look, Daytona. <laughs> um, 
Van Battle, which I, I don't know. Oh, I'd love to play Van Battle. Rampo, I don't know what, what? Rampo is. I don't it's, it's Rambo's it's uh, dodgy cousin, Rambo. maybe. Yeah. Uh, Rampo. Victory Goal, Pebble Beach Golf Links. But what I really like about this little leaf, oh yeah, they yeah, go, this Beach. little advert for the you know the virtuous stick and the arcade racer. Oh, and, and what's that there? The arcade racer. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> but what I really like, and there's one in one of the other cases, they call it Sega Saturn. Soft information, volume Ooh, one. I like soft it's information. Just some volume soft one. information. <laughs> yeah, like it's not. It's, it's not barging its way into your <laughs> brain. It's just it's some soft info. Yeah. So I like oh. that. So that must be what they call adverts. It's soft information. Oh, that's beautiful, I, isn't it? When I see things like this, it, it makes me sad because Sega had had the recipe for a yeah. lot of things right. They just didn't. Apply it yeah. worldwide. Well, this is the f- the thing. I mean, this, this Panzer Dragoon is 90, 1995 because it was an early Saturn game, mm. and then that is kind of the year that Sega screwed themselves. Oh. Yeah. And from then, it was kind of a sad decline. But yeah, so that that's that's a really good game. Really good game. Um, Very slightly, yeah. slightly off tangent. Yeah, go on. Um, you guys heard of a game on Dreamcast called Blue Stinger? Never. Yes. But it's like a yeah, it's kind of like a Resident Evil. Isn't it on like an oil rig or something? Or yeah. Did you hear what happened with the versions there when we're talking about Sega sort of doing no. themselves over? So the PAL version is like a Roma. It's more like uh, Code Veronica X, which you haven't got the fixed camera angles. You can okay. Yeah, yeah. Out. Now the Japanese version actually had uh, sort of still Resident Evil type. Type levels instead. Oh, well, like with the pre-rendered backgrounds where you got yeah. fixed camera and then it yeah. switches. and that and... actually apparently made it more suspenseful because you didn't know. Well, what that was, was why it was good in stuff. Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with the PAL version of Blue Stinger, and why a lot of people don't like it is because you can kind of see what's just free roaming. The, the suspense element is that's the one game they didn't they didn't just change the 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 language on it. They actually changed, changed the camera the... angle. Wow, or... I didn't know that. Not Sega. That's Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, but carry on with your I'll lovely carry on sand on my stuff. Lovely, my lovely import sand. Um, now, we lurch from one new Suzuki classic to another. Oh. Now, this is a personal passion of mine. I don't know how much you guys like it, but this is Outrun. I love Outrun. You're probably <laughs> thinking, oh, why has he bought Outrun for? Why has he bought Outrun for his Saturn? He's probably got it for his Mega Drive. Yeah, he has. even the Masters but, for it. <laughs> and again, like uh, with Power Drift, with when we got to the 32-bit consoles, we were now at the point where those late 80s arcade games, we could now get arcade-perfect versions mm. on a home console. And that's what this is. And again, this was like Power Drift. It was released as part of the Sega Ages collection, so they were revisiting the classics. And again, it was only released in Japan. Oh. And so what you've got here is, it's an arcade-perfect, and it is arcade-perfect version oh, of the wow. original coin-op. Wow. It looks beautiful. It runs perfectly. You've got all the ups, downs, and dips, all the stuff that you didn't get in like the Mega Drive. Oh, that's what we want. It's fantastic. And this was another one that I really had my eye out for. Um, well, that's a must have, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. And again, because of because of what it is, it's outrun. It's all, all the menus are in English, all the music select. You've got your finger on the mm. dial, selecting the tunes. <laughs> it even makes a big deal of the, um, the titles of the songs on the front. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes, passing breeze. Yes, I know. Yeah, magical sound shower. Yes, <laughs> splash wave. Splash wave. flipping love. Splash I mean, what, what other game would you know? Uh, Put the here's name one, <laughs> including <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such classics as passing breeze. They go. You'd have a look at the artwork and stuff. As much as we love Mame, 
which is great. That was, and you can, yeah. And you can, it's and I did play Outrun on it the other day. I want to play this. Exactly. Outrun. It's awesome. And I mean, the, the version I've got running on main doesn't work very well. Oh. So that was part of that was also behind me really desperately wanting to get hold of That's that. a classic. That's a great... Yeah, so I'm really right pleased there. to that this well, this wasn't too expensive actually it was 20 quid yeah, that's right. um, and it was from yeah. a UK seller on eBay so it was obviously a guy sent off bits of his collection yeah. so I didn't have the Japanese postage costs superb superb I have to say as well I mean the the, the stuff I got from Japan it obviously depends which which buyer which seller you find mm. um, but it, I was getting stuff within a week from Not Japan bad. like regular postage it's a lot better it was, yeah, yeah. But you get like a projected uh, delivery date of like two months, and it's like, oh well, I'll, I'll you know I bought these, and uh, you know I yeah. just forget about it, and they'll turn. But yeah, within a week, so it means I can get my green tea I'm Kit totally Kats. Excited. You are. <laughs> I can get my green tea Kit Kats like in a week. <laughs> really? <laughs> from what country? Well, my girlfriend actually got me the last bag, but yeah, from from Japan. Really? So when I was out in Tokyo, I got a bit, got a bit. Me and my mate got a bit green hooked, tea Kit Kats. to him. Yeah, me and Dave got a bit hooked to him. I'm a fan of so, green tea, so and I'm a fan of Kit Kats. So. Oh. Maybe I'll save one of my current bags oh, for when you next come yeah, round. Please, I'd love to try that. Oh, yeah, we'll do like special food podcast next week. Japanese food podcast. <laughs> Japanese food podcast. Okay, next. Uh, this is a game I'm fairly safe in assuming you guys won't have heard of because I oh. haven't heard of it until recently. No, no, I recommend it. Nice it's a recommendation, really well. and, and I'll give a little plug here. It's a recommendation from uh, Retro Gamer magazine. Oh yeah. Because um, uh, a couple of issues back, they did a special on Saturn shooters. Because that's something, again, something it's known for. There's a lot of really good... Um, mm. 2D shooters. 2D shooters yeah. on Saturn. Um, and a lot of which were only released in Japan. Um, a lot of them are really... A lot of them, like Radiant Silver Gun, Battle Garega, um, are really expensive as well. Um, but some of them are. And this is one of them. And it's called Layer Section. Oh, what? <laughs> it's a awesome Japanese Layer style. Layer Section. Layer Section. Did they get like two out. random words out of the dictionary just... Well, hear me out. Now, the thing about Layer Section, which is pretty cool, and I think it um, was like precursor to a lot of games that did it in the future, um, it's a typical... Ver- it's like big bosses. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a typical vertical scrolling shooter. Um, but, so you've got, with the A, a or C button, you fire your normal weapon at the enemies coming That's at you. Awesome. Typical shooter stuff. Looks beautiful, lovely 2D sprites. Um, but what you've got is the ground enemies. Mm-hmm. So... The other layer below. Ah, layer uh, section. Uh, I get it now. Uh, um, <sighs> this is just my theory. It's my working theory. Um, but on the ground or on the sea, um, as you you've got like a targeting reticle in front of you. So although your normal uh, your normal shot just goes straight ahead, mm-hmm. um, if you hover that over the enemies below, it locks on. Uh, and you with do the B ground button, shooting. Do you know what game that reminds me of? Um, Silkworm did that. Oh yeah, Silkworm. Silkworm did yeah, that. Yeah, a bit of Silkworm. Uh, or is it Swiv? I, I get confused actually, but one of them was a, a top-down view. Okay. You can shoot the enemies below, yeah. So it's pretty cool, so you can lock onto the enemies below as well as firing uh, firing against the enemies coming towards you. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I've only had a little go of that because it only turned up uh, I still think they ago. went to the dictionary just to use... Layer section. Layer section. Arcade Fire got their name doing that apparently. Just went on Two random words in dictionary, bish bash bosh. Okay, the tag did the same thing. <laughs> did yeah, go. completely random. <laughs> we didn't even know we were going to do games. We were, just no, like, we were just supposed to do a knitting <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this, this noise that I made earlier was a little preview. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> preview. Like, yeah. Can you guess what it is? Can you guess what that is? Before yeah. we get onto that though, there's one more Japanese game. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 
And now this is this is an. Is it called Layer game. Sections? It's not. Sequel. And it's a well-known uh, Saturn game, and it's well known as being one of the best 2D games on the Saturn. It's Guardian Heroes. Oh, um, no, no, you never know, heard of it? Don't know it. Sorry. There's two games I haven't heard of, but I haven't heard of. This one actually also came with Soft Information. Soft Information Volume? Volume 5. Volume 5, baby. Soft Information Volume 5 contains Sega Rally Championship 1995. Wow. Uh, Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Uh, Vampire Hunter. Dark Stalker's Revenge. I didn't know there was a Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Didn't you? No. Yeah, it was just it was a Saturn sequel. came out a um, year after the first one. Oh, man. Um, and lots of other stuff in Japan. Don't make me get a Saturn. <laughs> Dragon Force, do it, do it, do it. Um, yeah, Guardian Heroes. Um, it's a two. It's a. It's a really unique game. Um, and it's a two D scrolling beat 'em up. But it's also got RPG elements, and it takes place on three horizontal planes. Now that me showing you the box in the very yeah, more layers. <laughs> um, it's another one that. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty rad, actually. It's really cool and. Very it's really. Yeah, and it looks great. That's, it's, an, it's another one of those games that the Saturn was just perfect for. Um, it wasn't released on any other console. And this looks very good. Yeah, you pick between a few characters. You've got the guy with the big sword, there's like a more of a witch kind of girl, and it's. Um, you, you use the shoulder buttons to switch between the planes, and the enemies attack you at a different. Treasure. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, it's a treasure game as well. <laughs> who obviously are amazing. Um, and uh, it's another one of those games that's kind of revered on the Saturn. Uh, I probably you, I could probably have got a power copy for a similar amount to what I paid to this. It was 40 quid. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have because there's a lot of text. <laughs> yeah, so have the, all, all in the, Japanese. All the, yeah, all the RPG elements are Thankfully, it, it, I mean. Thankfully, you, you just started learning Japanese, right? <laughs> Yes. Konnichiwa. Um, thankfully, it's not. I mean, I suppose probably missing out. I've heard the story is quite good, but the gameplay is mm. fine. Two player, I take it, yeah? Uh, yeah, it is one or two player, I believe. Yeah, no, it is definitely. Mm. Um, and yeah, you, you level up in between stages. Um, that at the moment is a bit iffy because I'm not sure what I'm leveling up. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, just going, yeah. things. So when I've got like five points to level up, I just go one on there, one on there, one on there. But, you know, um, <laughs> but the action's fun, it's satisfying, it looks great. Some of the bosses are huge um, yes. and they go kind of like pixelated because of the size of them. But it, it works, the art style is oh, really okay. cool. Um, I want to play that game. That looks, I've heard. Yeah. I have heard this game before. Actually, it is. It is it's in is my really memory good. somewhere. It's really good fun, and it looks awesome. It's a, yeah, it's a shame I can't really show you properly because of the tiny screenshots. But yeah, Guardian Heroes. So that at the moment, that's like my fledgling, amazing uh, Japanese Saturn collection. Not this. a dough, but it's worth it. it. Yeah, yeah. You could say that they're from a different planet, couldn't you? There you go. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, they're good games. They're good games. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, a bad joke. But yeah, I mean, the thing I'm aiming for, I'm not mm -hmm. one of these crazy collectors that's just going to try and get every Japanese Saturn game because I, you know, well, you, yeah. I'm trying to pick out those games that I really want to play. Yeah. You, what's or your ratio really kind between PAL Saturn and Japanese Saturn? I've still got, my, I've still got many more PAL yeah. Saturn games at the moment. I mean, I literally started collecting these about a month ago. So That's not a bad start, um, let's be honest. No. Like I say, Power Drift was the driving force behind it. It's a little pun there. You thought my puns were bad. Yeah, that was, I thought that was a pretty good pun. It's kind of subtle. Um, but yeah, and, um, I'm just you know, going to keep my eyes out for those kind they of games. They just look really intrigue smart. Or, really neat, don't they, all together? They look really nice. I mean, they're just no, normal CD jewel cases. Um, and, you know, they'll last. 
where was the stupid mm. cardboardy plasticky mess that we got over here for the power satin games is rubbish I'll say Sega. Sega should be more <sighs> consistent with what they're good at like you said earlier they've had the, yeah. the weird thing is in I mean in North America they got boxes like this but they were kind of like clear plastic more would it be like, better yeah, more like yeah, mega CD cases. Yeah. So it was clear plastic and it had an inlay like you would get on a CD case, mm. but it's just a different height. But no, I mean, look, the worst thing about these, that, I mean, that, it's just cardboard. Oh. Yeah, so just, you've got heavy that, plastic, heavy plastic, and it'll just rip. with a disc. Yeah, yeah and they do. Yeah. This is actually, luckily, in quite nice condition. But yeah, so there's the Japanese game so far. Nice. Um, now, there's one other thing that I wanted to talk Ooh. about. Oh, what's that? What's what's that? Wait, listen, listen. What is that? What, what could, could that possibly be? Make what could that noise? be? Could that be Dill changing gear? <laughs> it's me, it's could be Dill changing gear. So, you guys know I'm a big fan of arcade racing games it and is. racing games in general. Um, and after doing a little bit of research and having never owned one of these nice peripherals, <laughs> I decided to take the plunge on a Sega Saturn arcade racer. Oh my god, it's look huge. at it. And isn't it majestic? It's oh lovely. My day it's huge. Um, I've heard people kind of complain about the way it looks and say it looks oh, ugly but I think it looks awesome it looks very satiny to me doesn't it, it? fits in with the whole satiny it's like, you know it's like a Formula 1 steering wheel kind of layout reminds me of Knight Rider like steering wheel <laughs> kit yeah yes my kind fucking kit yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, really reasonably priced they're quite they're, you know they're fairly commonplace I think it was a really mm. early peripheral for the Saturn actually it came out in 95 mm. um, and it was kind of designed from the ground up for mm. games like Daytona USA Sega Rally um, weirdly apparently one of the games it works best for is um, Hang On GP wow. which is a motorbike game <laughs> yeah. so that sounds a bit weird um, and it's one that I'm looking to pick up because it's another one that you can only get in Japan can't go wrong with a Hang On uh, no so it's a 3D polygonal does it only on. work with racing games or could it work with other sort of games randomly? no I think it only works with oh, okay. racing games okay. <laughs> I haven't tried <laughs> Putting right. right in FIFA. Turn <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but it's really nice. The buttons are in a nice position. So, you know, you've got the B button in the position where it just your thumb sits naturally. Because yes. obviously it didn't have pedals. Boo. I mean, no. if had pedals, though. you guys have been in game lately and you see the ones that they do for like the Xbox and the PS4. Mm. I mean, they're crazy. It's like a real Ferrari steering wheel. It is crazy. And it's 400 quid. Yeah. Um, but it's got all you need and it's got the paddle shift. Yeah. That's what Dylan was playing with. The yeah, paddle shift, paddle shift baby. And you do that to navigate the menus and stuff but it feels really nice it does um, it looks good it feels really smooth um, and yeah can't wait to play Daytona on that oh thing. yeah oh yeah so um, had to have it really and you did you've got it. it and I got it and it came in a nice box how much it? you pay for that? £15 that's, that's bargain of the year that, so that is a bargain, and bargain it's of the in good so condition as well it's one of those oh we found it in the loft type jobbies but I mean, even the connector, look at the connector on there. It's, oh, so it's so shiny. It's so shiny. If there was a competition for the best connector ever. The shiniest Saturn connector. Newest, newest it, Saturn connector. It was still in like the polystyrene. Oh, anyway, yeah, so I really tough with that. And, um, and you got the box as well. It looks like a cat it box. It came with the box and it, the box doubles up as a carrying case. For so cats. They thought of everything. The bottom of it has suction cups so it doesn't wiggle around. When God, you, oh. So I mean, I, I, as a big racing game fan, I'm you're a, super you're a sucker tough. for racing games, and it worked. Uh, <laughs> it works brilliantly with um, Outrun and Power Drift as well. Oh, good, good. Best purchase ever. Best purchase ever. So that is this kind of my Sega Saturn update. It's taken like half an hour, but you know what an update. It's gonna be yeah. What an I'm update. I'm jealous because I had a Sega Saturn 
And I never really gave it the love it deserved. I had a few games. No, like, I mean, I think, I mean, I did at the time because we, we had Mega Drive. Yeah. And then we were, I mean, it was obviously it was my dad. We were a Sega house. We mm. had a Master System power base. That went. We got a Mega Drive. That went. And we got Saturn. Um, and because we weren't super rich until mm. I could afford to buy myself a PS1, that was what we had. Yeah. And so that was, I think I got my PlayStation in about 98 or maybe even 99 so I had Saturn for four later. years wow, yeah. a few, with nothing else you were fighting that battle I had, a, I had a love for my Saturn um, <laughs> even back then um, and now obviously getting into the import games and stuff my love for yeah. it has grown even more it wasn't really Adrian's fault that he, he didn't like nurture it it was it was look at all these yeah. like, stupid mistakes they made no that's, what, that's yeah, the thing I, I never fell in love with the console that much I love the Mega Drive but the Saturn Charlie passed me by a little bit it's a bit sad it's it's one of those things and and again obviously we're talking about Sega similar to the Dreamcast people that didn't really play the Saturn they're missing out on some incredible games but you know it's not too late and so now we can go back and I can play Guardian Heroes and stuff like that that I heard about at the time thought oh that sounds good Um, but never actually got around to so which is the great thing about retro gaming hooray so that's it for now Um, next time I bankrupt myself buying Japanese games I'll fill you all in. as you can tell from that awesome synthesized tune this can only mean a review of Ghostbusters <gasps> yes! on the Master <laughs> let's be honest I mean this is one of my favourite films of all time oh, oh, who like, doesn't love Ghostbusters stupid people stupid people don't love Ghostbusters maybe ghosts ghosts would like it would they ghosts probably don't love let's Ghostbusters let's be honest Ghostbusters Ghostbusters 2 I've been told that the new Ghostbusters is good as well do you know no. what it is Listen, yeah. we won't go into it, so, but it is. Let's, you know, it's all good. It's so, all good. we like Ghostbusters things. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason that I wanted to talk about Ghostbusters is, it's not just any game for me. Do you know what it was? It was, I don't know. It was my first ever game. That's wow. incredible. Now, I've told this story a few times. I told it uh, a couple of years ago when I did something, or when I wrote an article on the Master System, and just recently I've done a guest article for Games Freezer, in which case, um, you know, where I wanted to describe my first, my first love affair with, mm, with the video games. And yeah, on that day, so this was Christmas 1990, and my, I've been pestering my dad for a Master System for about two months solid. <laughs> really? The, the Mega Drive was out at the time. This is the funny thing, right? Wow. The Mega Drive was out at the time, but for some reason, Sega went really hard at Master System advertising that year. 
and you know get rid of the stock I assume hey man I want it to be plugged into a Sega Master System that's what I wanted 8 bit <laughs> so 8 bit 8 bit <laughs> so my dad got the Powerbase pack uh, which had the light gun in it the built in Safari hunt built in yeah. hang on but me being 8 years old didn't realise that those games were built in <laughs> <laughs> until I got wary of Ghostbusters. So, and actually, picking up Ghostbusters was a funny thing because uh, my dad bought the the console and he said to me, "You need a game to play on it, right?" So I said, "Oh yeah, I need a game to play." <laughs> well, duh. So we went past the racks and there were some other ones, and I thought, "Oh, I don't really know." And it, the, at Woolworths, this was it. Sort of the the queue wound round the Master System games to the actual queue by the till. So we're kind of half in the queue, half looking at the games. But on the actual till side, Ooh. someone had discarded a logo that I looked that looked rather familiar ah. to me. Ghostbusters. Boom. Yeah. I said to Dad, how much is this one? I think it could have been reduced. I think it had been out a couple of years. It actually got released in 1987. It was about three years old. So it was Master System games at the time were about 30 quid. Yeah. This wow. one, fifteen pounds. That's a, that's not bad. That is good. We had to have it. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything about this game. It's <laughs> Ghostbusters, though. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. So when it actually came to Christmas Day, and I was able to open everything up, plug in the Master System, yeah. Ghostbusters cart went straight in. Boom. That music that you heard earlier was accompanied by karaoke. Not only <laughs> yes. did you hear the tune you actually had the words bouncing across the screen. And we had this thing at my primary school where every Friday you had to do a, uh, do a show and tell. Oh. So I, I wrote some stories, I think, at the time, and that was fine. But then one day I just wanted to sing the Ghostbusters theme tune. How did oh. I know the words? I wish. The game. Oh, man. I, I would love to have seen that. I nailed it. Let's eight, be honest. Eight-year-old deal. Eight-year-old oh, me. Man. I can I don't know the words now. <laughs> I need the game. I need to play the game, actually. So, let's get on to the game. So, this is a retrospective. This is a loving retrospective. Yeah. Because that, for me, was at least a good couple of weeks of before I even played Hang On or Safari. <laughs> so, I enjoyed, you know, I played that game to death. I completed it, which was, which was a good thing. Wow, well done. And so, I'm, I'm going to break it down. So... The Ghostbusters, it was essentially a map. And I only found this out recently. It's actually a port of, an, of the Activision, um, Activision? Uh, bleh, Activision version of the game that was on the Commodore 64 and the Atari 800. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't a Sega, well, brand new Sega title. It was something that they'd taken and developed themselves, but pretty much the same game. Right. So you have the the map of the map of New York City. You've got Zool in the middle of it, which I'm pretty sure was the name. It wasn't a place, was it? Was it the place? It wasn't a place, no. Zool was the person, right? The girl. You're not talking about no, she, she, she was Goza, wasn't she? Oh god, was I she can't Goza? remember now. Who's Goza? Goza the Destructor. Yeah. Was came in the form of the. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, Zool. She was Zool. Yeah, she was Zool, right? But it's sort of made out that the middle bit was Zool. But it's actually Dana's apartment right. that's in the middle of the map. Who would right. you rather meet? This Zool or the Zool from the ninth dimension? The, the, the ninth dimension. The, 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 oh, the, the ninja from um, the ninth Obviously dimension. the ninja guy because he's less, he's, less, he's less likely to kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Zool pretty much wanted to kill me okay. and, and turn me into a slave which I don't think Zool from the 
nth dimension, dimension. <laughs> wants, to, wants to do. But so you're you're you are the Ghostbusters logo, okay? And you right. move it and you move it around the map, which I thought. As an eight-year-old, first computer game ever, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I thought you could do it, and every time you moved it around, you made like a little dot, dot, dot. And I was like, well, what's that little dot, dot, dot about? And you can touch the, these sort of, these, there are these four ghosts that come from the corners of the screen and go into the middle. It does sound like Pac-Man. Like, like, yes, like but, but you touch them, but they don't do anything. You, know? okay. you touch them and they freeze. What is that? Mm. And then you find, uh, occasionally you go past the building and it will start flashing. And then you go into it. Now... So you have the map, and then you've got to go to the buildings that start flashing. You've got meters and stuff that you buy. So Ghostbusters is, it's got a whole lot of little different bits, which actually made for a really good game. Mm. I thought at the time. I remember, yeah. But in retrospect, (laughs) (laughs) not so much. But uh, yeah, so you've got your your detectors, and you can go. You get ones that either show you from a distance. So the the more expensive ones, you can. We'll show you what buildings are being attacked. Uh, otherwise, the, the cheaper ones uh, will only show you them if they're being attacked if you go past it. All right? Now, every time you go and catch ghosts, you get money. But how do you get to the ghosts? So, you've got to go to the building, but the dots that you've made around the map is actually your driving trail. That, of course, yes. Does this ring a bell? It does yeah. ring a bell, yeah. This will ring a bell to Adrian, because I'll, I'll explain more than that <laughs> a bit later on. <laughs> But it makes a lot. So you do that. So depending on how many dots you've done, depends on, on how many kilometers you need to drive before you get to the place. So you want to do as few dots as possible. Ideally, but uh-huh. on the way, because you touch those ghosts, you'll see them, and you can actually zap them when you're in the car with your ghost hoover, and actually suck them up for more. Are they called ghost hoovers? Ghost hoovers. Yeah. Oh. Ghost hoovers, oh. and you can actually get more cash doing that. So you can actually rack up oh. a bit more cash. On your way to going to catch the ghosts, ah, yeah. So I get then, it. so you do the driving bit, and then you get to the the building, and you've got two, you've got two Ghostbusters, and then you can use your your beams to never cross them. No, don't never cross the never beams. Cross the streams, yeah, never yeah. cross the streams. And then you can get the get the the ghosts together, and then you operate the trap, and they go boo 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 boo, and then he <laughs> catches the ghost. What's that noise again? Boo 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 but you make you make money. So the whole premise of the game is to make as much money as you can. I think I think you've got to make over ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars to get into Zool. So at the top left hand corner of the screen, you've got a PKE meter for the whole of New York City. Right. And the more that the ghosts go into Zool, the higher the meter goes. Well, up. What's PKA? So something some something kinetic energy, energy, paranormal kinetic energy yeah. or something. Okay. I need to look at that. Someone needs to tell me that. Tweet me at Arcade Attack UK and tell me what that means. Uh, hashtag PKE. Hashtag PKE. Hashtag PKE. So you've got the PKE meter reading and you've got to just make as much money as you can before it gets to the top and then you all go to Zool. But certain things can happen in the meantime. So if you don't get to a building on time, right. so it starts flashing purple and then it will start flashing red. And if you don't get to it and actually clear the ghost out of it, Marshmallow Man comes, Ooh. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man comes Uh-oh. and smashes that building. It does he? Which is not good because the more he smashes, obviously the, the bar is going up and you've not got as many places to get money from. So you can't, you need to get enough money to get into Zool. You can actually get to a point in the game where if you don't get enough money, the game, the game just finishes. Oh. Because the PK uh, meter reading is off the chart. 
and get over game over because you didn't make enough money I know but you need to think about how you're going to spend your money in Ghostbusters which was I think a bit ahead of its time because apart from RPGs 8-bit games didn't really have you know upgrading your weapons that's right and with Ghostbusters not only can you upgrade your beam the trap the uh, the meter that shows you which building is going off Mm. You can upgrade your car. Oh, that's nice. great. Pimp yeah. your ride. Pimp you can your pimp ride. your ride. Pimp Ecto and so one. you start yeah, you start off with Ecto um Ecto one, but you've got all these other cars. Ecto you've got two. Like red car, you've got like a green car, but they're quicker and they can hold more uh, nice. items. Uh, we I'll stick with the Ecto one just for nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it's like one of the worst yeah. cars in it. But <laughs> but you know, it does it looks awesome. Yeah, you're driving it. it around. And so you got that you know, that was amazing. And it has a password system. Oh, it has a password good. system in a master system game yeah. where you can that's actually rare. like rack up yeah you can rack up all like this money and yeah. all these good and stuff and you can start again it's bringing back loads of memories now and uh, you're right when you think back at it it's such a complex game it and that deserves credit doesn't game. it and I think it's actually you know I've spoke about Home Alone I've spoken about Home Alone before on this podcast which is not representative of the film this is actually I think really representative of a film because after you get to Zool you've got to get in the house of the apartment but you've got to get around the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man which is slightly misleading because he doesn't come into it until later so he makes a bit of an early appearance in this game but you get past him and then you're in you're in the apartment block so that bit where they're walking up the stairs stairs, yeah, yeah. yeah what they've done in the game is they've put ghosts in yeah so you've got to zap the ghosts so you've got to zap the ghost and then you go up go up the stairs of Dana's apartment yeah. And then you get to the top with the two pillars with the the dog, dog the dog things, things yeah. <laughs> you describe it as. Right? You've got the dog things and you've got gore they've made up Gauzer as a funky ghost, but that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with it. Is Slimer in it? I can't remember. Slimer's actually uh multiplied and is a bad guy. Oh so you don't no. see Slimer as a character, but he is uh occasionally a group of the ghosts that you'll right. have to capture at a building. So I loved the game. I really loved it. You know, I played. I completed it a couple of times. I thought this game oh, was great. I play it again and again. You know, there wasn't much of a payoff. You play. The, you finish the game, and there's a green screen with some writing on it. But you know, well, so I'm sure I played it, but I think I was too. Yeah, I, was there a Spectrum version? Yeah, I think there was a Spectrum. I think version. I played that Amstrad version. I played and the I was version. way too young to really work out this what version, the hell was going on. Yeah, this version. Not only said the you had the Atari version. You had the, the Commodore 64 version. Mm. You had that Spectrum version, I think, and also an Amstrad version. They're all very similar. Yeah, I think I'm remembering the Spectrum one. It was similar. They all had this uh, Activision's vision mm. of playing a map. Uh, but it worked. I thought it really worked. But <laughs> this is my this is how my retrospective now goes back to it. Because I, I picked up the game the other day. And the reason I haven't played it for so long was because I actually sold the cartridge to Adrian when we were at school. Uh, I still own it. When <laughs> we were at school? <laughs> for £2. Wow. £2. Hey, back in, back in those days, that was a lot of money. That was. £2. Pounds, right? And what did you use that £2 for? I used it to buy a single by the Nightcrawlers <laughs> called called Let's Push It. Yeah, that is money well spent. Man. I don't know what you're going <laughs> to do. I don't know what you're going to do. Let's push it. Let's push it. I don't yeah, know about you. That's money well spent, man. Listeners, listeners. I, I, I don't know. I think overall I've got the better deal out of that. Oh, man. Michael is. It's all good. But, yeah, so so I, w- I went back and I played it. And 
at the time, I was reading a lot of Sega magazines, you know, big Sega, yeah, big course. Sega magazine fan, as you know, and they slagged it off. I think you got about two out of five overall, overall in most in most magazines. It was about three, three, four years old at the time mm. that I saw reviews for it in the magazines, but I just couldn't work out why. Now this is why. So I, I know why. <laughs> why they've been on the spirits. Yeah, uh, doing a, yeah. Um, there he is. There he is. Uh, so. There's a lot of good things about Ghostbusters, but if you were to break it down, so graphics-wise, yeah, it was a 1987 mm. Master System game. Now, I think the Master System had only been going about a year, really, the yeah, Power 86, version? 86, think, yeah. So it must have been one of the first, but I think the magazines in those days uh, scaled reviews, so they might have given Ghostbusters 3 out of 5 when it first came around. Oh, but then okay. in 91, it would have taken... a a mark off it right. to mark it at that time. Now, going back at it, it didn't really make a lot of the Master System's graphic capabilities. So, the the map is very basic. Uh, it, you know, it's literally, there's no animation apart from the little ghosts that sort of go into Zool. The driving sections are just a plain grey yeah. with a little bit of board, a little bit of buildings for the borders. And the only thing that changes is if you change your car. Mm. So every time it's the same kind yeah. of boo. And the actually the bit the bit that looks quite nice is where you're trying to get into Dana's apartment building, where you've got yeah. the marshmallow man and he's bouncing around and you have to try and get around him. So that's pretty funky. But again, the animation of the actual Ghostbusters is poor. They're quite small. The, the sprites are small. It's quite you know you're hard pressed to give it anything more than a two out of five Ooh. actually. For graphics, which mm. is a shame because it's got loads of it's got loads of bits in it. I see. I think from having so many bits in it, it's meant that there's well, there was less memory probably to work with when it, when it comes to graphics. Sound wise, the sound effects are rubbish. They are pretty bad. They're almost Atari twenty six hundred s. But just yeah. the little bleep and the odd little bleep <laughs> and the theme tune aside, where's the music? The music, well, you know, is there no in-game music? It's just a it's, bit of... it's like a, it's like I think it, the theme tune plays when you when you're on the map screen. I think right. that's good. The theme tune's a classic. I can't remember, but with the with the other kind of sections, it just kind of you just keep around like here, like a hmm, <laughs> and you know there isn't any variety with regards to that. So you know, sound-wise, wasn't really a lot put into it. Yeah. Again, yeah, probably give it. I mean. 1.5 out of 5, maybe 2 out of could 5. could nudge it up with the music, because they had the classic music. Yeah, yeah, you could. The karaoke thing, you, you can't beat that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it, it, it deserves commendations for having so many bits in it. Yeah. But if you broke them down, they're not actually that much fun. Like, the driving, the driving bit doesn't really hold up as any kind of driving yeah. sim. The map bit is... Is it grows it grows weary. You go you, you, you grow you grow tired of it. You grow tired of actually going, Oh, gotta go over to this building and I'll just touch all the ghosts again and make a little dot 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 and you know, it doesn't the 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 most fun bits are when you actually get into the apartment and you have to uh, you press the button to shoot out like laser you know, not laser beams. What what do they call them? Ghost Proton, proton beams, beams. Yeah. Proton to, shoot, to shoot the the ghost, but then you're only like that bit is only about 
two or three minutes long because you, you've gone up the couple of flights of stairs and then you're off and, and, that's and, it. You're, off and you're fighting Gorza. And the Gorza fight is easy. Really? You know, again, you're just kind of swinging around shooting these diagonal like shots at him slash her. It's again, you know, gameplay wise, two out of five. It's a shame because you spoke so nicely about the game earlier. It brings up so many good memories. Does it hurt you saying these words now? This was, you know, this was the first game I ever played, and to be objective about it, you can't really. It does hurt a bit. Properly objective. It does. I mean, I think I think if someone if someone played it now, they'd give it less than I'd probably be giving it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's that's nostalgia, I guess. Nostalgia. We've all got games like that that we remember we from when we were yeah. really young. Yeah. And if you, it's sometimes it's best not to play them now. Why did you play it again? Why? Did yeah. It? Well, I wanted to tell everyone about it. That's <laughs> yeah. right. And the the difficulty curve is it's too easy. Once you once you actually rack up a bit of money yeah. and are able to buy the the better cars and the better equipment, it's so easy. And you to complete the the gores a bit and the the apartment levels all you need to know are, are your angles just need to know your angles <laughs> and then you've got your angles yeah so Food. yeah difficulty the curve wise maybe one and a half out of five maybe one out of five longevity are you going to go back to it even though I love it I don't think I would no. apart, apart from the nostalgia as you said apart from the, the nostalgia value wouldn't go back to it mm. it's, it's not something I'd recommend you as Ghostbusters, and I want to cover it in a, in a future podcast, hasn't had the best games made for it. I think now Just, nowadays, like the Xbox 360, yeah, ones the, are the Xbox good. 360 and PS3 one is actually pretty good. Yeah, but um, until now, they the were. Me- pretty... I, I, I don't mind the Mega Drive ones, to be honest. The platformer yeah. with the like super deformed heads. Yeah, oh, really. But yeah, they're like little mini Peter Venkman with a massive head. Um, it, I am so divided. Okay. I am divided about that. It's it, it's a it's a bit annoying sometimes. Some of it. Oh, I get stuck on platforms. platforming. Yeah, yeah. but the, these houses seem to go endlessly upwards. Yeah, um, it's annoying when you fall down. Yeah, and yeah, that's just bad level. We design. can just talk. That's just bad. But level it's level. it's okay. But no, you're right. There hasn't really been yeah. great games. There's not going to be a lot to, to keep you going back to Ghostbusters on the master system. Unfortunately, mm. it's it's about that's one hour. But but for two pounds. For two pounds, right, you got yeah. yourself a bug. <laughs> and considering that you own my the first game I ever had, wow. I think that that yeah, that's actually quite. It's nice a little thing, bit like if you see the Simpsons when Bart gives the, his soul to Millhouse. I kind of think I owe you a soul. You pretty much, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I scribbled on that on that manual. So if you if you manage to dig out of the box, yeah. Actually, you, yeah, because you, you did you took a photo of your Master System games the other day. I'm pretty sure I saw it there. I yeah, it, I'll get it. Dig, dig it home. Dig it out, and then you can see eight year old Dylan's scrawl on on the. You didn't like right? Was it wasn't like a high score table in the back or something was there? I don't know. I think I might have written down scribbled down some of those passwords. Passwords. So you can you've actually got probably got password to give you loads of money. Yeah, yeah. You can start, you can so start. if anyone needs any passwords to the game, don't go <laughs> yeah. to Dylan. He doesn't know it. I, I, I'm your man. <laughs> so yeah, objectively speaking, as hard as it is, I'd have to give overall Ghostbusters and the Master System two out of five, Ooh. which is what the magazines gave it back in the day. And now I understand. Is it a valuable game? Is it a rare game? Is it? I don't think it's a rare game. I, I think licensed games don't tend. To it has this nice. Rare. It has this nice offshoot of the Amer- There was an American version released of it with a blue, with a blue sticker. Oh, the label. Well, the, the label on the cartridge. So yeah. I wouldn't mind one of those, but I don't think they're overly rare. I think it was quite popular in the states. But yeah, so yeah, who Fair you gonna enough. call? Who you gonna call? Probably not Ghostbusters on the Master System. Awesome. Mm-hmm.
Okay, well, thanks for listening this week, guys. Um, a bit longer than usual, but uh, we had a lot to say. Um, I kind of blabbered on a bit, especially about the Saturn stuff. Um, hope you enjoyed it, though. And if you've got anything you want to say, um, Saturn-related, uh, Zool-related, or um, Ghostbusters-related, anything, really, please feel free to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Arcade Attack UK. I'm on there at Keith Barlow 82 and Adrian is on that at Arcade underscore Adriano. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. All of the previous podcasts are available to stream directly from the website at www.arcadeattack.co.uk and there's lots of other awesome stuff on there, reviews, interviews, um, all kinds of good stuff, retro gaming related. You can also download the podcast free from Stitcher, uh, iTunes and Podbean. You can leave us a review and a rating on iTunes, which uh, is always appreciated and we're very grateful for. Um, So thank you for listening as always and until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.